our words carry such heavy weight. The power of our words are so important to understand the blessings and cursings we can put upon ourselves or others. And I was drawn to James chapter 3, verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Terry, if we can bridle what we say, if we can control our words, because we deal with this every day, are we speaking positively or are we speaking negatively? Let's just go back for just a second to that born-again experience and what transpired. We have this nature of God. We have this new creation in us. If you're not born again, you can't speak the things of God. You don't understand the things of God, do you? You're, You're speaking the things in the natural. Because in John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus tells us we are our father, the devil, until we're born again, we're speaking from Satan's resources. That's correct. And that's why we want to understand our born-again experience, because when we're born again, we receive the Spirit of God, don't we, Terry? Yes. The old man is gone. Those evil thoughts, that's our old nature. Now we're born again into the nature of God. We possess God's Spirit. And now we wanted to have the thoughts of the Father. We want to change all of our habits, don't we? Yes. That's what we really want yes. to take place now. Because of our past experiences, this old unregenerated mind keeps wanting to bring up the past. We want to change our thinking to who we now are. We want to change our thinking, and by changing our thinking, we change how we speak. Because I guarantee you, most Christians, they believe they're going to heaven. They believe that Jesus paid the price for their sins and that we'll be raised from the dead or be with the Lord whenever he comes. But don't understand what all we now have in Christ. What the Holy Spirit now is trying to do is renew our mind to understanding you're no longer held captive to your old way of thinking and your old way of speaking. This is where the power lies. It lies within speaking words because those words affect your mind as you speak those things and they affect whomever you're talking to. Words have power. Yes, great power. Because we can tear people down, can't we? That old thing about sticks and stones may break my bones or words will never hurt me. That's not true. (laughs) Words hurt you more, don't they? That's right. They really can. They tear you down. They'll scar you for life. They really will. Until you renew your mind and begin to understand who you are now in Christ. That's why, because we can control our words, we're no longer held captive. That's right. And that's what we need to try to grow into. And that's what we want to talk about, isn't it, Terry? It really is. And, but there's a lot of scriptures that lead you down that path. Tells you you need to think right who you are now, this new nature of God. You need to think like God, his thoughts, so that they become his words. And then they become his work. This progresses. As you think in your heart, so are you. Absolutely. Proverbs 18. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. And people have heard this scripture quoted over and over again, but understanding there is life and death in what we say. It's so powerful. The words we say are so powerful. And this is what we're wanting to do right now. We're wanting people to begin to think about the words that are coming out of their mouth and how they are affecting their thought process. Are they being conformed 
to the world. It takes me to Romans 12 too. Be not conformed to this world. Change your thinking. We're not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Something just came to me. Go ahead. (laughs) It's the evil thoughts. We always associate evil thoughts as meditating upon something that's physically bad. Not everything you think about is evil, but it might not be uplifting. Yes, that's it. Because you meditate upon that, upon what you're thinking, and then you speak it. And it might not be sin. Absolutely correct. It might not be sin. That's good. You're just thinking... Man, I don't have enough money, or, or something like that. There's no evil in that, but you're thinking the wrong thoughts. Because, because that'll affect your, your mind, and it, it yes. begins to affect how you respond. If you're having a relationship problem, if you're speaking forth our relationships in bad shape, if you start speaking those things, you meditate upon just what yeah. you spoke, and whoever hears this meditates upon it as well. And you're probably wanting to improve the relationship. So instead of saying the right thing, you're saying the wrong thing. You should be saying, there might be a rough spot here, but we can get over this. God can give us the guidance. See, this is what we need to do is seek God's resources, not Satan's resources of our old way of thinking, how I can solve the problem, but Lord, give me the wisdom. And we can do that now because we have the mind of Christ. We have his nature, and that's the whole point. Once we get convinced that we have the the ability to do this, then we can do it. It's like learning to ride a bike. I kept falling down when I was learning how to ride a bike. But even now at my age, I can get on a bike and ride it. Maybe not as fast as I could when I was 10 years old. You learn this so that you can be conformed to the Word of God and not the world. So now what we're wanting to do is speak forth, okay, we have a problem. But we're going to rely upon God to resolve this problem. Yes. We're not letting those circumstances and situation and problems, temptations, trials of life affect us the way they used to. They come by us all the time. The Lord said there's going to be stuff coming at us. We're not going to get away from it in this world because there's enough people out there controlled by that evil nature of man that's it's yes. corrupt. It's, it's, it's going to be there. But now, because we have the nature of God, we can learn to think right, talk right, and act right. Isn't that amazing? Just knowing that you have that ability and learning how to use it now. That's what we got to do. We got to learn how to use it. We got to learn how to think the right thoughts and say the right things. And it takes a conscious effort for this to happen. Absolutely. Because I know throughout the day, I have to catch myself before I speak. My fleshly tendency, my carnal mindedness, tends to want to go to the negative and speak forth negative things about someone. Well, we're bombarded by this world, and it's a lost and dying world. But Scripture tells us so many things. Yes, and what the Scripture is trying to tell us is our words are powerful. We are to think before we speak. In James chapter 1, verse 19, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear slow to speak, because when you're slow to speak, Terry, you're slow to wrath, because what you're doing is thinking before you're speaking. So there is life and death in the power of the tongue. This thought just hit me, Mitch. That's how we got born again. It was death, and then we, because 
We believed. We spoke life. Yes. Pretty simple. You spoke forth the things of God with not even understanding it. No. The Spirit of God moved upon an individual, you and me and whomever is born again, and we spoke life. We begin to speak life when we say, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is the beginning of your life. And now the Spirit of God is dwelling within us, lives within us. We're the temple of God now, and He's wanting to reform our words to speak life. Somebody spoke the word. <laughs> Romans says somewhere, beautiful are the feet who bring the word. Yes. But when we hear that word, when somebody brings that word, it comes alive to us. We've passed from death to life. Now we can speak words of life. That's what's meant by faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith is built up by what you say, by how you speak to someone. Your faith is built up. So therefore, am I going to speak faith-filled words or am I going to speak negative words of my old way of thinking, my old resources, the way I was trained as a child and by the world, or am I going to speak forth the things of God? And it's a constant, constant examination of stopping, thinking, and then speaking. I like that terminology you just used. It's a confrontation, <laughs> yes, but it's just a matter of pausing. Yes. It's a simple thing. It stops all the junk before it ever gets started, but it's a retraining, a practice, if you will. I have an example. Go ahead. I was being critical when I hear ministers speak of what they were saying, and the Lord spoke to me one day and told me, you need to begin to speak forth life. If someone's speaking forth a, a message that may be in error a little bit, pray for him. Do not criticize him because you're, you're throwing a cursing out there. Bless him. And you know what? It works. Yes, it does. <laughs> when I saw the results, I, was, I couldn't believe it. Because we do. We criticize people. Instead of criticizing, what the Lord really revealed out of all this was, you pray for him. Use a blessing, not a cursing. You know what really amuses me about this? When you, when you change your thinking and, and begin to bless people instead of curse, it's amazing what happens. And, and then we get all excited, but the Lord says, well, that's what my word says. Again, now you finally, uh, we can all go, duh. Yes, we can. What we need to do is stop, reflect, and then speak. But then when we speak, if a person says something to me, instead of me saying something hateful back, bless them. Don't curse them. And they don't even have to be there. No. That's what's so amazing about the spoken word. Example, yesterday, I was in a situation and I started to pray and, and the Lord said, why don't you just use the authority I've given you? And it wasn't like this giant pause or it was a split second just take your authority and i'm going oh yeah i'm speaking to this situation i'm going to say what the word of god says i can say wow within five minutes the whole situation changed and i was all by myself amazing but god loves us that's just another example of his amazing love for us and this is the point if you were to not have paused and said something that you were thinking, that would have just fired you up even more. 
and got you depressed where you'd have anxiety and fear and depression. Anger. Yes. <laughs> I'd have been so angry. <laughs> and I was headed that way. And this is our biggest struggle. That's it. We're speaking forth things out loud that are affecting our mind, affecting others. There is such power. The Spirit of God moves. Just like it moved for me yesterday. And that thought, again, I was all by myself. I paused and I spoke out loud. There was nobody around, but I was, I was cursing the, the spirit of unbelief or whatever it was that the person I had on my heart I just said, by the authority that's been given to me, my, my Father God, I speak to this situation right now. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. This is the power and authority we're yes. talking about. It's amazing. We're taking authority over the situation. We're not allowing the situation to take control of us. And this is what we're wanting to realize, that when I speak things, I can calm the situation or I can escalate the situation where it blows totally out of control and it's with every situation we go through i had this awesome experience yesterday morning and in the afternoon everything blew up again and guess what i blew up none of us do this perfectly that's my point but even after i blew up i realized why did i do this sometimes we do it so good and we just thank god and sometimes we blow it and we still say thank god <laughs> because we can go the other way, begin to speak, thank you, Father, that I have this power and authority in me. You know, this is a good point that you're bringing up. When we do blow it, you turned around and said, Lord, I realize I missed it, and praise God that I can move forward. And by doing that, you've renewed your mind again. Yes. Because if you had not have said this, you would have went into condemnation and guilt, and then this would begin to tear you down and affect your thinking. Therefore, again, it would affect your words. See, this can be an ongoing thing where we're thinking, we're speaking negatively, we think about it again, we speak negatively again, and this can be a vicious cycle. That's why you need to be slow to speak. You need to think before you speak. And I'm working on this. This is a, this is a big one for me. All of us are working on it to an extent because so many different thoughts run through people's minds because of their situation they find themselves in. It can either be financially, it can be relationships, it can be health, it can be all those things. Let's think about this. Say we're in financial difficulty. Why sit around and complain and put negative thoughts in your mind about your situation? Why not stop, reflect, ask God, have I caused a problem? How can I get out of this situation, Lord, by your guidance and direction, by your wisdom? Just taking pause and quit talking negatively about the situation because all this is doing is tearing you down. You just need to reflect, say, Lord, I made a mistake. I've messed up or something's popped up in life, you know, an injury, a death or whatever where you needed money. Just reflect. Don't speak negatively about it. Say, God, I know you'll give me the resources to overcome whatever's coming against me. Now I'm trusting in you because the word tells me to cast all my care upon you because you care for me. So you got to know the word. Yes. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Not the world. My people, the believers, will perish for lack of knowledge. The world is perishing already. It's our responsibility to get this word of God, the knowledge of God, into us so that the words we speak 
the words we think, first of all, and then speak are God's words. And you can identify whether they are God's words. Is it love? Is it compassion? Is it the fruit of the Spirit flowing through me? Is it edification, exhortation, and comfort we talk about so much? Is it building me up? Is it helping me spiritually? Is it encouraging me? Does it give me comfort? Do those words give me comfort? If they're not building us up and encouraging us and giving us comfort, they're not from God. That's exactly right. There can be constructive criticism if you want to look at it this way, but I mean, it's one in love. Yes. Where you're, you're saying, God, give me the wisdom to change the direction I'm going. You can give constructive criticism in a carnal way. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, well, it's all about being spiritually minded, God thought. Yes. And can I take you to a scripture here? It's in Second Peter 1, verse 2. May grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. I just want to talk about peace. That's one of the fruit of the Spirit. We have that, but we have to know that nature of God in us so that the peace of God can flow out of us. Before it can flow out of us, though, we have to have peace of mind, don't we? Oh, sure. Once we understand the peace that we have, then it begins to flow out. Then words are of love and peace. You have all of this in your spirit. We have peace in our spirit. If we do not incubate that, let it grow, become part of us. I'm talking about our mind, will, and emotion. Yes. And so that it becomes part of our physical experience. It's not going to do us any good. That's what we're talking about in this whole teaching is beginning to understand what's in us and begin to speak it out until you learn to ride that bike. And receive your own revelation. Yes. That's what it's all about, that revelation. Is, is, is receiving your re own revelation. When the Lord pointed out to me, quit cursing people. Quit being critical of people. The Spirit of God will not move if I'm using criticism. So if I want something to change, I have to be speaking forth the Word of God. Just like the born-again experience you, you related earlier. We heard the Spirit of God speaking forth things of God that changed our thoughts to where we wanted to be born again. It moved upon us. This is the power that we now have living within us. When we speak forth the things of God, the Holy Spirit will move. But if we're over here spewing forth things that are negative and hateful and mean and ugly, the Spirit of God's not going to move because this is not who God is. And that's why we have this awesome power living within us of blessings, through the Holy Spirit of God flowing through us, or the cursings of our fallen nature. And you did not get that revelation intellectually. No. It was the Holy Spirit of God in you that revealed it to you. You read the Word, but you didn't grasp that just by reading the Word. The Holy Spirit made it come alive in you, inspiring now your thoughts. I'm thinking in John chapter 14, 15, and 16, where it's talking about the Holy Spirit. What we now have is the Holy Spirit bringing to memory the things of God. When we weren't born again, Terry, we gave no thought to what we were saying, what we were thinking, and how it was affecting our minds. But the Holy Spirit now brings thoughts to our minds 
that are love and joy and peace, wanting to solve problems through the Holy Spirit of God moving by what we speak. The only thoughts I ever had was, don't do this or you're going to go to hell. That wasn't too encouraging because in myself, I couldn't overcome a lot of things. I kept doing them over and over and over. Pretty soon you just give up. That condemnation just comes in and says, well, I'll never do this. And you can't do this in the flesh. No. It has to be that revelation of, of God. I just recall the way I used to talk before I really received a revelation of God's love and began to walk in the Spirit of God. There was no difference between me and the world on what I was saying. As a born-again believer. Even as a born-again believer, yes. My tone, my words, my thoughts were the way of the world. Christian says, well, how come the Spirit of God's not moving through me? Well, you're not speaking forth the things that are of, of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace. You're speaking forth the things of the world. And so the Holy Spirit's not moving. So you haven't, you hadn't renewed your mind to the power of the Word of God. No. I looked at it as just going to heaven and not going to hell. My, that's my relationship with the Lord at that point in time. Not understanding the Spirit of God lives within me. And he wants to renew my mind. So I'm now going to have victory. So you began to read the Word of God. Yes. Seek after him. And his Holy Spirit revealed to you, the Holy Spirit of God that was in you revealed to you what you needed to do. Yes. And it was a matter of whether I was going to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yes. This is what I had to train my mind to. Just like when I was giving the story about the Holy Spirit telling me, quit complaining and cursing the message that you just heard. Because what it was doing was for me to begin to have a bad attitude and get upset and say things and meditate upon those things. And the Lord said, no, this is what I'm telling you. Now you listen to me. So now, so now, if you hear something from the pulpit, let's say, you get a little check in your spirit. Mm -hmm. You don't start, well, that guy's totally wrong. Forget it. I'm never coming back here. I'm not going to listen to him again. Now you go, well, Holy Spirit, show me what's really true. Yes. That way you're not condemning, using condemning words to tear him down or to tear her down or whatever the situation might be. But it was because of you reading the word and renewing your mind, getting control of your thoughts and words. I was judging that person. That's what I was doing. I was judging this person. Instead of relying upon the Holy Spirit, I was relying upon my own resources and, and my emotion and my imagination and my thoughts. I was becoming carnally minded, and I was judging this person. And what the Lord's really doing, and see, it wasn't in a harsh way. He's just saying, if you want to overcome walking in the flesh and then being carnally minded, if you want your circumstances to change, you just need to speak forth the things that I tell you to speak. And this is what we all need to grow into, is to begin to rely upon the Holy Spirit of God. And Terry, when we do this, it's a blessing, because we understand I am no longer held captive. I have power and authority over my thoughts and my words, and we're going to release this power. Romans 8, 6 comes to mind. Be spiritually minded is life and peace. Wow. And we want those that are listening to have peace.